Welcome to Plant Empowered Fitness, a podcast for amazing, ambitious women like you who are ready to get in the best shape of their lives. Your host, nutrition and fitness coach, Tamara Marie, will show you how to transform your body with optimal plant-based nutrition and pain-free muscle toning techniques so you can burn body fat, shrink your waistline, and boost your energy without suffering through hours of intense cardio. In every episode, you'll get simple, actionable advice so you can thrive at 35, be fierce over 40, and fabulous at 50 and beyond. Here is your host, Tamara Marie. Welcome to another episode of the Plant Empowered Fitness Podcast. I am really excited for this episode because I get to share a conversation with one of my clients, Amanda, and her story is so inspiring that if you have ever felt like you weren't sure what to do next or that you weren't sure that what you're doing is working, I think her story will really inspire you. I first started talking to Amanda. She was, I think, around 42 or 43 when we started working together. And she really had run herself into the ground, honestly. She was working out five or six days a week. Uh, She was doing a lot of intense uh, cardio exercises, HIIT workouts. She was doing some strength training, but it was more in a circuit style, which is really more of like cardio with weights is what I call it. You're basically not allowing yourself time to rest not allowing your muscles to to repair, which is really what helps you get sculpted and toned. But in any case, she was doing a lot. So she wasn't, you know, just sitting on the sofa and, you know, watching Netflix. She was actually pretty active. But as she got into her 40s, she realized that, you know, the weight wasn't coming off. She would, you know, was used to going to the gym for like four weeks and seeing the results that she wanted. And that was not happening anymore. So when we started working together, you know, there was a lot of, you know, how can we get this done quickly? (laughs) What do I need to do? And I need to do more. And through the process of working with Amanda, I think she really learned how to get familiar with her body as an adult, as she called it, (laughs) or in her 40s versus when she was in her 20s. She was really learning that process uh, through our time together. So I think that her story will really inspire you. So if you feel like you are just stuck and that what you're doing is not working anymore, I encourage you to listen to Amanda, listen to her journey, see how things really changed for her and what the results were at the end. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Plant and Power Fitness Podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. And thanks for taking the time to be here. I know that I really have been looking forward to having this conversation with you because I really believe that um, a lot of times it's not so much the people that do extraordinary things that inspire us. It's the people who are just a few steps ahead of where we are in our journey that can help us see that it's really possible. And uh, working with you, I know you just have a really powerful story. You've been through so much and you've grown so much and you've inspired me, honestly. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to share your story and kind of where you've been and then what your plans are for the future going forward. So before we get into all that, just kind of start out by introducing yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and sort of how you uh, became uh, plant-based. So I'm 45. I'm, I was born and raised in Mississauga, Ontario, in Canada. I um, have two sisters, a nephew. My mom and dad are separated, but I am single, no kids, and happy. So let's just make that clear. And uh, 
But yeah, so I became plant-based kind of by accident. It wasn't intentional. I love food. So I was doing a juice cleanse, seven-day juice cleanse. And kind of all along the way, in the first three days, I was like, I can't do seven days. I'm just going to do one more day and then that's it. And then, it, you know, it just kind of rolled, snowballed into, okay, I'll do one more day, one more day. And it's not, it, it really is that like, okay, one more step. You can just take one more step. Like, I'm already here. I'm at three days. Let's just go four days. And then sooner, like before I knew it, it was seven days. But in that juice cleanse, they really recommended that you don't eat any animal products because it was so, uh, the way that they said it was so taxing on your system. And I was such a, I was eating red meat every day. I was eggs, bacon, everything like breakfast. And so I was like, how am I going to not think about meat? Like, how am I not going to think about, how am I going to like not eat meat? So I was like, okay, you know what? I know there are videos and documentaries. I'm like, I'll watch those and it'll turn me off meat for the seven days. Little <laughs> did I know that was gonna be like lifelong, but I was like, let me think, let me just watch these videos. It's gonna turn me off for the seven days. And then I can like go back to my life. And then I stumbled upon all these videos, like all these documentaries, um, Cowspiracy and Forced Over Knives. And then I finished all those documentaries and then I was like, okay, I gotta find some stuff on YouTube. And so I watched <laughs> some YouTube videos and. I I was just like devastated. Like, it's not that I didn't know, but I never like, like really thought. And so it just, I was like, oh my God. And I think I cried myself to sleep almost mm -hmm. every night. And then even after the seven days, it was Easter, the seventh day, not the seventh day, the eighth day was Easter. And we had, and I'm coming from a Philippine background the table like just cultural food is everything is meat animal based so there was probably every animal on the table that you can think of and i still was like i'm still going to go back to my lifestyle like i'm still going to go back to the way i was eating so we had an easter spread and there was like turkey and chicken and pig on the table and I had one pig rib and one piece of chicken and on my plate, I took, I ate it and I felt so sick afterwards that it literally was right overnight that I just decided I'm not eating any more animals. And that just sort of, that was my final turning point. And then I just kind of emptied out my freezer, gave everything to my sisters and my mom and said, I'm not eating it anymore. And it literally was overnight i think a switch just kind of flipped and i had the connection of my health and my love for animals and so that's how it happened and it wasn't it really and i always say that people are like how did you become vegan i'm like it was an accident it was not on purpose <laughs> at all it was really unintentional and yeah so like once you see it you can't unsee it and once you know you can't unknow and i always consider myself very aware and so close my mind was not an option for me it wasn't I was there was no turning back after that point so I just became vegan and now it's been it'll be five years not April Fool's Day but April 1st <laughs> like literally that was like five it'll be five years no is it six years now oh my gosh I'm, I've lost count now I think it's six years this coming April so mm -hmm. yeah and like happy like people ask me if I miss it and I'm like I don't miss it there's some things just like flavors and stuff that I miss and even going back to the Philippines this summer it was all the because our culture is so animal-based the food I was so surprised to see so many vegan options mm. of like my cultural food and that was like that just satisfied my 
those cravings that I have for the Philippine food. And mm. I was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. So yeah, like I say, no, I like, I really, I don't miss it, miss the food at all. Like I can eat, I eat everything. So yeah. Yeah. You know, you said a couple of things that are really key, right? One is, you know, I always tell people now it's so much easier now to be plant-based, to be vegan than it was some years ago because there are so many more options. And I've found similar to you going to the Philippines, anywhere I've traveled, it's been really easy for me to find uh, something that I could eat that was cultural and still also plant-based. So I think it's so interesting how people think it's so hard. That's the perception before you actually take the leap. What you said was key, right? You made a decision, right? And once Mm. you make a decision, it really is that simple. It's as simple as yeah. like, you know, when I you know we're both talking about being happily single, but we know when someone says I do, right? <laughs> it's a yeah. decision. It's not like some yeah. ambiguous, I don't know, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. It's very clear. And once you make that clear decision, it does sort of make it just sort of easy to follow through because you have to be consistent with who you are. And the other thing I love that you said in a part about your journey, like becoming plant-based is just at first you just kind of thought, okay, I can do this for one more day and then one more day. And I think sometimes yeah. we get so caught up in our heads where we feel like, oh, I have to do this, make this lifetime commitment. I have to change who I am. I have to do this whole overhaul. And really, if you just approach it like one step at a time, mm-hmm. then it's so much easier. It's so much less intimidating and less daunting mm-hmm. that that really is the path to success. Just like, okay, I can do this for one more day. I can do this for one more day. And before yeah. you know it, you've racked up so many days and you really don't miss Um, Because really is nothing to miss, right? Like you said, it's really just flavors. You can flavor all types of food and textures. All sorts. There's so many options now. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Yeah. I want to shift gears to talking about sort of how how you kind of found out about plant-empowered fitness, kind of where you were before you decided to reach out for coaching and and kind of why you were looking for uh, coaching in the first place and what your, your goals were at the time. I was growing up, I would say like to my late 20s into my early 30s, I was really, I would say pretty fit. Like I was, I was really consistent with my eating, really consistent, but somewhere along the lines, a couple boyfriends later in relationships and getting comfortable and all that. I just kind of either let myself go and then I didn't know my body anymore as I got older, like my adult body or my adult metabolism or thermogenic rate, however you want to call it. I was like, I was like, oh, things aren't coming off as easily as they used to. And how do I do this? And I had been through so many coaches. I can't even count how many, both online coaches, in-person coaches and nothing was working for me. And at some point I had just been like, maybe this is just my body. This is like, I'm never going to fit back into those jeans. I'm never going to, I just thought, okay, this is maybe just what it's like to be an adult now. And I just got to come to terms with it and leave it. And then I think you had popped up on my Instagram, like uh, your first podcast or your first, I don't know what it was actually. I'm not sure, but it was just like, women over 40, something, something looking to that are plant-based or looking to to become plant-based or incorporate plant-based and lose weight and feel great. And like, it was just so, I was just thinking, I think this is it. Like, I think, I don't know what it was. I listened to the podcast. I remember listening to it and I felt like you were speaking to me. Like it was just, you were sent to me and I was like, oh, she's speaking to me. This is all, everything you were saying in that initial podcast, I was like, this is exactly what I'm going through. Like at, I think we had met at 43. I was, I was 43 at the time, maybe, or 44. I don't even remember, but I was just like, 
she is speaking to me. Everything that she's saying is what I'm going through right now and I need help. And so I remember the first call that I made to you, I was just like, if you cannot help me, I'm done. No one else is going to help me. <laughs> and um, it's funny how you talk about this journey, this like that one step at a time. And I really kind of, I knew that, but I think I really learned that also with you and coming to this point in my life where I was going, you know what? I'm not going to be as hard as on myself as I used to be. When, in my 20s, it was like, go to the gym for four weeks and you you drop like whatever, like 10 pounds. And you're like, oh yeah. like And it was just, I'm like, this is not happening. And like, no weight was dropping. Nothing was coming off. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to trust her. I'm just going to trust her, what she's telling me. And you worked with me so much that I was just like, okay, like you'd give me grace. And it allowed me to myself to give myself grace. Like I was like, okay, I'm not going to be hard on myself. Like I'm just going to take it one step at a time and one day at a time. And I'm not going to stress myself out over it. And so I just remember thinking like, yeah, that podcast was, you are for me. <laughs> like, I know you help other people. You are mine. And I'm like, okay, if she doesn't help me, no one's going to help me. That's, so I just kind of stumbled upon you. And I think things happen for a reason. I'm just part of that realm of like, their spiritual universe sends you things that you're ready for in that moment. And that's how I saw it. I was like, you popped up on my Instagram. I listened to the podcast. I went, yes, this is it. I made a call, uh, set up a call with you. And then everything before that is kind of history because I'm on a new, it was a turning point for me. You and this was a turning point for me. One of the turning points in the last couple of years for me. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's really interesting how you talk about things coming to you when you're ready for them, right? Or you're looking for something. It's almost like if you seek, you shall find, right? <laughs> so you're looking for an answer to a particular problem, realizing that what, what worked in your 20s is no longer working at 43. And, and you reached out, which I know for a lot of people is a hard step to do, right? Sometimes we sit and we consume content, we can watch videos all day, but actually reaching out and saying, I need help. I'm not really sure what to do next is really hard for a lot of women, especially those of us who, you know, maybe a little type A, a little bit overachieving, like we're used mm. to kind of figure stuff out on our own. Yeah. So making that step can be hard. So I commend you for that. And also just talk a little bit about like when you got started with coaching, what what was your expectation? And then what? how was the process like different or the same as like what you expected it to be? I think right at the beginning, I remember thinking like, oh, things are not moving. Like, and I still was in this mindset of like, at the very beginning, I was still in this mindset of like, okay, no weight is coming off. Like we need weight off like today. This week I need to see numbers come off. And I remember just constantly talking myself talking to myself and talking to you of just, you got to give it time. You got to give it time. You got to give it time. And so I remember just going, okay, like really this, that cliche of like, just trust the process. So at the beginning it was like, I'm going, I was so used to going to the gym like five days a week. And you were like three. I was like three. I'm like, this woman cannot like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, nothing is going to come off with three days a week. And I was like, and you had me walking. I was like, I'm like, I was used to hit. I was like, she wants me walking and like doing three days a week. Nothing is going to come off at this, like at this rate. And you were just like, coach, like, um, motivating me or like staying with me, like every step you're like you. And every time I had questions, I remember thinking to myself self at some points, I was like, she's going to get sick of me because I keep asking stuff and she's going to like, be like, this one is too much for me. I can't handle like all these questions. Like, cause I was just like, 
nothing's coming off. Like it's been like whatever, three weeks, I'm like nothing's showing up on the scale. And I was just like, I had to keep again, giving myself permission to be okay with how things were going and just trusting that it will come, it will come. So I remember kind of still being in that limbo of rushing myself and then um, not trusting the process and still trusting the process through you. And so it was different than how training before, for sure, because I was like, for example, at another place where sort of a franchise that is really kind of hit base workouts and stuff. And so that's more the circuit kind of stuff training that I was used to. Things, yeah. More circuit training. And so I remember you just kind of waiting for the day that my membership expired. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, is it expired yet? And I'm like, no, I still have a week. And so, but I remember, yeah. And then, and then just switching to the three days a week when I was like going five, six days a week. And I was just like stressing myself out. And I remember just doing my first couple of workouts and I'm like, I was sore, but because you were like, take it easy. Don't do like no heavy weights. And I was like, what? I was like, all these concepts that were not, it wasn't that it was foreign to me. It was just like, I'm not an amateur. Okay, Tamara, like you, it was like, let's rebalance or let's, you know, come back to start and like build up again. And I was just like, okay. And then there was a part of where I was like, okay, well, this is easy. So I'm not going to get tired of it. And <laughs> I can do three days a week. And it was the other thing that was, it was so, it wasn't stressful. It was like manageable. I was going, okay, I can manage this three days a week. I can do this. And then a walk I can go for a walk. So there was like, there was, even though there, I was still contemplating this, this can't be the what I'm supposed to be doing to lose weight or to get the body I want. Um, there was also a part of me that my lazy side that was like, <laughs> okay, I can do three days a week. Yeah, this is way better than six days a week or I can go for a walk. It's way better than hit. And so little did I know what was coming. So that was, yeah, the difference between other coaches, what I was doing before versus, you know, what you had me doing right at home in the beginning. So yeah, and I think it's interesting you mentioned sort of like being used to going, you know, five, six days a week and doing hit. I think a lot of times we get into this mindset where we feel like we've got to like push, push, push and got to like, you know, oh, I ate something. I ate too much yesterday, so now I've got to make up for it today. I've got to push really, really hard. But the thing I always tell people and and similar to, to you, like when we first started working together, I mean, you had other stuff in your life that was stress, you know, stressful and not like you mm -hmm. were like way stressed out, but like, you know, your work and your know, other obligations and other things going on our bodies really don't know the difference between like emotional stress and situational stress from physical stress. So think about it. You already have enough stress in your life. Most women of our age do like we have responsibilities. We have other things to worry about. So when you compound that with then stressing out your body through these like intense workouts, there's really nothing left. There's no time left to recover. Um, you, you really can't sleep well. You know, all those things really are important. And I think that now the fitness industry is coming around to realize like rest and recovery is actually a part of the training. It's not just about hitting it hard and like killing yourself and like sweating and all that kind of stuff that you yeah. can actually, it can be easy. You know, the hard part is us yeah. again working with our mindset to realize we don't have to punish ourselves to get, <laughs> to oh, get yeah. in shape. Talk about the turning for you. Like you were kind of going through, you were like, man, this is kind of easy. I don't know. It's not what I'm used to. Talk about when things kind of shifted to where yeah. you started to see the progress and you started to realize, oh, maybe this is working. I think it was like little things, like even if the scale didn't move, like I would start to feel stronger or I was able to, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I think I can push a little bit more. I remember like just going, oh, like, like I remember going to my physio 
I think that was probably where initially I thought, okay, if Tamara is not going to help me, like nobody's going to help me. But I wasn't sure that I fully, because I had gone through so many coaches and I'm thinking they didn't help me. I'm like, fully trust you right at the beginning. Right. And, but then my, I would go to my physio and I remember before I had injuries from lifting heavy weights. I would have, my form was off or what, just little things. Like I was constantly like, Oh, this is a little sore. Blah, blah, blah. And then I would, I would remember going to my physio, my chiro, like I was so very proactive in going to like a bunch of different uh, practitioners to make sure that I was healthy and or things were aligned or whatever and I remember going to my physio and or my chiropractor and then they would start to be like you know, there's nothing much going on here like everything was good I'm like what like you need to find something I'm like and they're like what are you doing and I go literally not, I'm not like lifting heavy weights and we're like oh that's good I'm like that's good and then so I remember my physio just I was telling her some of the stuff that you were doing with me and she's like oh I like this Give me some of her information. I'm going to share her information with my with some of my clients or some of my of my patients. And I was thinking, okay, like I'm not like my back isn't going out or I don't have like a tweak somewhere. And I'm like, but I was still getting stronger. I was like building and I was like perfecting my form and little things. That I, so I think my turning point was when other people started to notice, and then also that not just notice physically like just looking at me but also notice that the alignment my practitioners the you know the experts in health and whatever they were noticing like the little things in my body that were that like oh that's not an issue anymore that's you know that's good and and so they were able to even move me along in their process of whether it was aligning or my core uh, building up my core because i know my my physio was constantly trying to get me to work on my core and that was one of the things right off the bat you had me working on you had me like on two or three days a core and two or three days strength training and then um and that's something i had never worked on before and so even with that it was like oh i'm like i don't you know at the beginning i was like i don't feel anything and then all of a sudden it was like oh i feel that i'm like oh i i can feel that under my fingertips now and i didn't feel that before and so it was almost like I was familiarizing myself with my adult body and then going now noticing even just the littlest things I would I remember I don't I don't know what it's called but when I would when you'd have us do the move where you're lying down and you're inhaling and I don't yeah, know what it's called the five I by just five I, breathing yeah yeah the five <laughs> by five yeah so and I just remember like I can't feel anything I don't know I'm like I'm not, I don't even know I'm doing this right and then I remember telling my physio because I'm like my she, she wants me doing this and she and then eventually I start to feel that muscle uh contract and I was like oh there it is and that was like the cool like it's such that little thing that was like the coolest thing I was like oh that's cool like and it wasn't I was building big muscles or it was like it was like it was just the little things I was noticing about my body internally with my practitioners but also on my own that I was like okay yeah this is setting the foundation for me to keep going and build upon this and so yeah my I think that was um, part of my turning point and then and then I was always setting little goals for myself, like along with, you know, the things that you were telling me to do, like in my, in my workout, I'm like, okay, I'm going to attempt to do like two reps by increasing the weight. And then like, we'll see what, how I can do and maintain form. Like I was setting little goals that I would give myself 
like every two weeks I would set a new goal and then try and achieve that or, or see how that worked in my program. And then just like my own goals, I would set like, oh, okay, she wants me walking and I'm going to try and walk an hour a day. I'm going to do an hour a day. And if I don't do an hour a day, then at least 45 minutes. And I think just setting that intention of like, I'm going to do this. And then I put it on a calendar. I put it out on a calendar. I would like, I would highlight every day that I would do one hour a day. And it would it sometimes broke up. Like I would do 15 minutes here, 30 minutes here, 15 minutes. Sometimes I would just do one hour walk. And then that completely changed. And I would never have done that before because I would never have thought walking was a thing, you know, <laughs> like a part of the, so I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm like, she has me walking already and I'm just going to now do an hour instead. I'm going to do an hour walk and that's going to get my 10,000 steps in. And so win-win. And sometimes I go over a little uh, over 10,000 steps, but setting that intention of and that goal. And then there would be days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go for this walk. But then I would see my calendar all highlighted and I'm like, okay, I can't miss this day. I'm like, I'm on a roll and it would just motivate me to keep going. So that was also a huge, a big turning point for me as well. And that's when the scale like started to drop from walking, like, I don't know, <laughs> like from walking and from three days a week of strength training. And then I was like, okay, all right. And so, yeah, I think the moment that I was like, okay. And that was like probably eight weeks in, you know, mm -hmm. eight weeks into the, program of me not seeing the number consistently drop and I just I'm like I gotta stick with it I gotta stick with it and then just then starting to set those little goals and then really listen to you you would tell me certain things that I think you need to like just tweak this little thing and I see you going over in you know the number of grams of fat that you're taking you're taking in and those little things I'm telling right. you it was all the little things it wasn't the big things it was like knowing it was funny how you said before it's like knowing who you are and being comfortable in that and like that awareness if you can get to that point where you know oh I didn't have muscle there and now I do mm -hmm. oh I didn't walk before and now I'm like oh it's those little changes or those little things that you notice that is like was what was motivating me I was like okay I'm like I can feel it now or I can see it now and I'm just gonna keep going yeah yeah, it's those little tweaks that make a big difference. And also, I think one of the huge things as well, one, I love that you sort of put up the calendar for yourself. It's like, you know, you have that visual reminder of like what you're achieving and you don't want to break that chain, right? You don't want to, you know, kind of, oh man, I've been so consistent so far. And now, you know, I don't want to, even if I don't feel like it today, I'm going to get up because I want to be now consistent with the streak that I set, you know? And I think that can be a powerful tool for people to use for whatever goal it is, whether it's like, oh, I need to hit my protein today or like you were doing with your walking and your steps. You can do it by the number of steps, you go by the time you're walking, right? But yeah. any type of visual reminder is really good because you have that cue and there's something satisfying about checking the box or highlighting the square and going like, I did this. Like you start to feel mm -hmm. this, this pride of you accomplishing something. And that's really what helps you be consistent and consistency is so important, right? You could do anything extreme for a short time. Like you mentioned that seven day juice cleanse. Well, if you were to just do it for seven days and then you went right back to your old diet, like you would see no results from that right today. Mm -hmm. But because you continued with it and because that inspired you to change your diet um, in other ways, you're able to see sort of 
the the difference long term. So I love that you did that. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I saw how consistent you were being with your walking, and you were like really proud of it. You're like, I'm getting my walk yeah. in today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell yeah. you started shifted. You started to believe that walking was like a legitimate form of movement. <laughs> that yeah, you could yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I really would not. I would not have even considered it before you. I honestly wouldn't. And now I'm such an advocate for it. I always tell them like you need to stop that hit. Like, just go for a walk. Like, just do, get your steps in. I mean, you know, like, there's um, there's some enjoyment, like this, like, where you feel like, oh, I really accomplished. Like, when you get through a hit workout, you're like, oh, I'm, like, I could do that. And it's like, but there's also accomplishment in, like, getting through an hour walk. Like, it's not like you just learn. I guess I just learned how to shift my what I was proud in or what I what I considered to be success and and then that shifted my ability to be like oh like give myself a pat on the back for that so mm -hmm. yeah and you know another thing too you can feel proud about finishing the walk but you don't have to recover from it like you do that's right <laughs> from, yes, from yes. a hip session so that's one of the yeah. other benefits is walking is you know no no recovery needed right no additional exactly stress on the body. I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I did have to stop it here because we talk about so many other things and I really wanted to keep the episode a bit shorter. So make sure you check out the next episode where you'll hear part two of my conversation with Amanda. Now, I think you've already probably learned a lot from listening to her story that it took a little bit longer than she thought it would to start to see results, but it didn't take forever. <laughs> and once she kind of got to a place where she was able to just trust the process and realize that, oh, I can just go for walks and I can take it easy on myself and I don't have to go to the gym every day of the week, that that's when the change really started to happen. She talked about sort of the membership she had, and I won't mention the name of it because it's not important, but she was doing, like she said, more hit style workouts. And honestly, part of the reason why it took her a little bit longer to see the results is because she was still doing some of that in the beginning, right? So a lot of your results are, are based on how quickly you're able to adapt and change. And I know it's hard because we're so used to doing what we used to do. But Amanda, I think, proved through her story that she was able to talk to that voice in her head that told her this isn't working. This isn't going to work. I've tried so many coaches before. None of this has worked for me. And finally trusting the process, really trusting the process and kind of faking it till she made it right. So she's like, well, you know, I was going with trust the process, but I really didn't trust you yet, which I think is so refreshing to hear her you know, just share that and be candid with it. Because I think sometimes when we reach out for help, we already think we know, even though we're reaching out for help and we know we're not getting to where we want, when we get the answer, we're still like, that can't be it. Like we just, we just think that it can't be that simple or that easy or that whatever it is, right? Because we haven't figured it out yet on our own. And even though we're reaching out for help, it's still kind of hard for us if we're honest, at least for me, to really trust the advice and recommendations that we're given, even when we hire someone and we pay them, right? So I think it's just really, again, inspiring to hear how she worked with herself and her growth through this process. Now, part two, she's going to share some challenges that came up while we were working together and how she overcame them. So I hope you will stick around for part two. Make sure you check out the next episode. As always, I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful day and that you are healthy and happy and that you're taking some time for yourself. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Plant Empowered Fitness Podcast. Connect with us on Instagram at Plant Empowered Fitness. 
To find out how we can help you meet your personal health and fitness goals, go to plantempoweredfitness.com. That's plantempoweredfitness.com.